First off, I'm just amazed at what CGI can do overall, and with a character's hands in particular. Because hands comprise a big part of body language and help tell the story, I'm fascinated how CGI is used to animate them. In a few minutes, in this episode, 2225, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be taking a deep dive into this subject when they answer the commonly asked question, how are a CGI character's hands animated? On the CG Bros CG Insider podcast. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. And if this is your first time to the podcast, a special welcome to you. If you're a regular listener, it's really great to see you again. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com by Jasmine Z from New York, New York. And Jasmine asks, how are CGI characters' hands animated? Yes, and by the end of our discussion, you'll learn some very interesting things that you probably didn't know about how CGI characters' hands are animated. And our goal today is that you'll come away with a better understanding of some of the history, uh, some of the techniques and technology behind creating some of the most important, expressive, and, dare I say, difficult types of CGI animation out there today. Also, be sure to stay to the end of the podcast because we'll be reading some of your comments on past podcasts that we've done. I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston, another host of this podcast. And we are the CG Bros. So, Bill, we had a great question from Jasmine. You want to start this? You know, sure. Uh, When we talk about using hand gestures, uh, hand gestures help us describe, you know, what we're talking about. Our hands are central tools for, you know, what we do uh, every day. You know, we're touching things and they're being touched uh, and we do, do all that with our hands and, you know, we feel our environments and we, we uh, are sending information to our brain, everything, a, a lot of it through our hands. And uh, so these hand gestures give us clues about someone's emotional state when we're looking at them. And so we're going to kind of touch a little bit about that uh, today on uh, how CGI characters' hands are animated. But we want to talk a little bit about uh, maybe a little bit of the background and, and history of, of animation um, and then, you know, hand animation specifically. Um, yes. And uh, history of animation that uh, goes back, uh, you know, thirty thousand BC. In fact, it's it's there's always been ways, you know, back on the caveman days where people were depicting um, the animals that they were hunting during the hunt. There's always depicting something in motion, you know, jumping and uh, them throwing arrows or you know launching arrows or throwing spears at them. But uh, this particular uh, pot actually goes back to around three thousand. BC, and this is a bronze Bronze Age pottery bowl, and this is depicting goats, uh, which is you know it's not great, but you see one on the far left of it on the ground, and you see one leaping. So we've always wanted to see things moving. So back back in those days, um, this is this was state of the art. This is amazing. And then um, they had the Vitruvian Man, Leonardo da Vinci's, you know, drawing him drawing about 1500 AD showing um, the intricate angles of, of um, the insides of anatomy and then showing multiple angles, implying movement and things like that. So it's been around for quite a long time. And then go, you know, fast forward to 1603, you've got the magic lantern, um, basically an early camera. So this particular um, uh, picture you can see right here, I'm still pinned, right? <laughs> so you got me on there? Yeah. And then of course, You've got uh, the first um, moving, basically the first moving images. And uh, that particular thing is called the 
Thumatrope. So, and that was a rotating mechanism with different pictures. We talked about it in previous podcasts as well. And so you just basically, when it was rotated, you saw a combined picture known as a, you know, persistence of vision. Um, and then of course we talked about the zoetrope and then, uh, as far as, uh, let's fast forward even faster than that, unless you want to go to Steamboat Willie and talk about the golden age of American animation. I kind of want to go to what we've, what we're currently at, which is, well, relatively in about 1970s is really when we started using the first CGI and, and believe it or not, the first computer animated, um, polygonal, um, representation of the computer was of a hand. And this particular video here, uh, Ed Catmull and uh, Fred Park created this, the world's first animated uh, polygonal character, which was a hand. And they, in this particular video here, um, was, uh, and it was actually found at the guy's house mm -hmm. and they tried to, you know, clean it up and it, it is really didn't have what the quality wasn't great, but you can kind of see here how, um, primitive it looks, but I mean, that's for that time. I mean, this is, this is, uh, amazing, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I think, uh, well, you know, and, and when we're talking about hand animation, uh, I mean, it started, you know, even before CGI and this is, this is an example of, of just you know, when, even during two D times, you know, we were, we were talking about how how uh, you know animation kind of came to be, and, and cartoons were, were a big part of that, and they were very expressive. And if you watch a whole lot of cartoons, like we did as kids, and we still do actually, which I hate to admit, um, you know, it's it's a true art form, and this is kind of a kind of a, a pose sheet of some of the two D uh, poses that uh, hands go through. If you're, and these are very articulate hand poses, by the way, I have to say. Yeah, those are nice. You, and you, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say a lot of the. If you you might notice that uh, some some of the cartoon characters that you watch every day have four fingers, and uh, that's that's you know, per, for a specific reason. And there's all sorts of uh, factors that go into to why they only use four fingers. Uh, but uh, one of them was, I think, uh, well, one thing you, it's twenty percent easier to draw than five fingers, and it saves you time and money, and and you know one less digit on every character is over every cell of your animation adds up to a lot of time, which in turn. It saves lots of labor and, and money, but um, a lot of it was basically uh, a, another feature was that a lot of the earlier characters had rounded features. Um, kind of their design was made up largely of circular chunks, um, and you know and we're going to look at Mickey Mouse. We might even see that, but um, that didn't leave a lot of room for rounded fingers. Like if you if you you know show the palm of a hand and you put five you know circles on there, it doesn't leave a lot of room on the rest of the on the rest of the palms. So they had to kind of narrow it down and and to give it a lot more definition. And it was a lot easier to animate that way as well. I wonder if they actually did uh, did that with the toes as well on the feet. I wonder if they did four. You know that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. That'd be interesting though. I know you know I'm sure they did. If you look back at some of the older stuff where you actually could see the character's toes, right. Well, hands hands are extremely expressive, and so just as if you're drawing the hands, you have to be you know when you're drawing or you're animating hands, you ha the hands are you have to kind of be an actor, just like you would when you're doing facial expressions. Very very similar. You need the the feel the expression of the hand pose when you're animating, and so a lot of the stuff uh, tips that I've done is I I reference almost everything when I'm doing animation for hands. I it's very difficult to especially if dance during dances, if you're doing anything dance related or you're doing something that's, um, you, the, per well, I would say just let's leave it a dance. That's very expressive with the hands. And so you well, see, yeah, that's because they're trying to express themselves emotionally and everybody does that differently depending on how they're feeling, you know, during the, the dance segment. Say. Right. Right. And so a lot of times when, when I, in my experience, 
we would, ha- you know, motion capture the bodies and then the hands come in as little paddles, you know, flat, flat things with no finger articulate, well, not articulation. They're not animated because they're not captured normally. Um, you can now, you know, pay a little bit extra money and have the, them captured at the same time. But um, it, it is a little bit more expensive to do that. And then they have to sync up correctly with uh, the, the same um, either software or hardware you're using to capture the body, you have to sync up the hands as well at the same time, or you have to have two different captures and then bring them together. So I know that they've had a, a probably a lot more. Um, yeah. Here's an example of what you're talking about. Yeah, show Flat me some paddle, of this. paddle hands and and hands that have some kind of gestural uh, uh, poses adjusted to uh, put onto them. You can see the paddles on the left and the adjusted hands on the right. So this is iClone. Yeah, this is the iClone uh, hand tool. Yeah, it's almost like I think they call it puppeteer. It's a it's actual add-on to iClone. Uh, is it called Puppeteer? It's, yes. Yeah, pu- yeah, Gesture's Puppeteering Pack. Yeah. Yes. 2.0. Yeah, that's really neat. That's really neat. It makes things a lot faster. And, I mean, think about it. Animating hands, look at all the bones in your hand. So if, you're, if you have a character, you've got a, basically two big characters right in your hands. And so you're, that's another character worth of bones, basically. So it's it's another thing that you have to add, and then and it well, and then it, and then you've got two hands, so they this, which can animate independently, right? You know? <laughs> right. So that's normally which takes the extra amount of time is that, and so if you could do motion capture on that, that would be great. You could you could save yourself a lot of time. Definitely, definitely, and I think uh, well, the the nice thing about, thing about hand animation is well, you were talking about the bones, um, and and it's kind of as far as rigging of the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that is that is that an easy thing to do? I mean, as far for hand animation, I mean, it sounds like well, there's three three bones per finger, and then you've got uh, joints in in the hand. Uh, I don't know how many joints yes. are in, the, in the palm of the hand. But. Depending on what you're doing, using it for. If you're doing, if you need to see all of the the fingers moving, um, a lot of times, what if you're doing uh, maybe more optimized video games where the you don't need to see all the fingers. And it's like a top down and you're seeing, you know, an isometric view or something really small characters on screen or on, on a cell phone. You're not going to want to have all five fingers showing. It's, it's a waste of, of uh, resources on your on your computer or your development time. And then also, um, you know, when you're your platform that you're pushing to, especially a cell phone. So you're going to have like paddles. You're going to have maybe you will have the thumb and maybe you'll have, you know, just the fingers all in one paddle, almost like you're wearing mitts. A lot of times we'll do that, and to, that'll save a lot of time and effort. So uh, hand gestures, um, you know, really kind of tell you what the what the characters are, are feeling, um, and they. So if they, if the characters even say if they had no expression on their face and their body posture wasn't really revealing too much, you know, were they wringing their hands? You know, you could tell if they're worried if they're wringing their hands or or nervously tapping their fingers on the table, or are they, you know, their hands shaking? You know, when they're trying to, you know touch something or, or when they're holding out their hand. So you could tell a lot just, just by the animation of the hands. And so hand gestures are very powerful things. There's a matter of fact, um, whole science based around uh, people, you know, to the study of talking with your hands. Um, as a matter of fact, you can, there's languages that you could use, hand languages. But my, my personal favorite um, thing, uh, you know, remember those hand puppets, uh, those shadow puppets that we used to do as kids with our hands? Oh, yeah. With the flashlight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got some pretty sophisticated videos of that on ha- on YouTube. It's just they've got some really talented folks out there. But you know, and there's just, this is just another genre to, to express how uh, how important and, and how you know universal uh, hand you know the communication of, of, of hand is. As a matter of fact, John, I was just curious. Um, 
Do you think in general people around the world agree on what hand gestures mean generally, do you think? Great question. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. They, they might know the bird. I, they, I think the bird might be universal. But see, I don't even know about that. Maybe no. stop. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like pushing your hand, you know, to push and to tell them to stop. Uh, maybe. But, I don't know. That's a great question. We didn't research that. That's but you know what's really interesting is, is uh, my lovely and gracious wife and I taught, but, and I know as you, you did as well, taught our, our kids to communicate using gestures or sign language before they even said their first words. Right. Basics. Mm-hmm. So, it really helped. Yeah. So, you know, they can normally communicate before they can speak. And so hand gestures is very, very useful in that. It, it really helped us um, so much in that respect. Like hungry or, you know, basically, you know, I'm all done. That was a, that was a big one, too. So they would, the kids wouldn't get frustrated. I highly recommend that. If you guys are having kids out there, do that. Um, Absolutely. But like I said... The, what you're t- talking about, the gestures, um, mm-hmm. and then also the expressiveness of hands. If you look at this, this video here from, from Disney, you can see a lot of the hand expressiveness in this particular 2D animation. And, and then, of course, in Cinderella, you can see her with her hands. So there's a lot of hand animation. And in this example, and this is actually from Elsie Zemarip, Zemaripa, I believe, uh, she, she was doing a video uh, explaining the importance of why hand uh, movement is important in animation. And she actually was showing this example of how people use their hands all the time when they're speaking. And a lot of times you'll anti- they'll do anticipation, so you can actually use it as an anticipation for the next um, action that you're going to be animating. So a lot of it um, is a lot of reference. So I notice a lot of Pixar animators will do this. They'll do breakdowns of their shots, and they'll actually animate... Uh, based on video reference of themselves acting out the scenes. And so a lot of that time you'll see them doing everything, including <coughs> the hand gestures, including their body and facial animations, eyes, everything. Highly recommend. Yeah, some people say that uh, hand gestures, uh, uh, you know, basically can't, rep- what do they say? Um, hand gestures don't replace uh, animation, but they emphasize what is said. And I think that's, that's probably true. Um, especially when you're combining it with good, good body and facial animation. So, I mean, it's uh, standing on its own. Uh, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't replace good animation. It just, it just, it's kind of part, part of that triage, the three, the three stool uh, animation, character animation uh, performance. Yes. And if you're looking to have any tips about animating, you know, how, how it is animated and what, what we look for in animation is a lot of times you'll be leading um, you have a leading finger. So when your hand is changing poses, for example, a lot of times what we'll recommend animators do is offset the finger movement. So one finger is leading. So if you look at your own hands and you're picking up something, or let's say you have a closed fist and you pick up another object and you're animating that scene, look at the way your, your hand opens. A lot of times you'll have a leading pinky or whatever, you, you know, depending on how you're doing it you'll have one. They're, they're not doing it all at the same time. The motion's not all at the same time. And then, of course, when you're grabbing something, you may grab it, depending on how what angle it's at, you'll grab it with either your you know index finger or your pinky. And so that's leading when you close your hand around that object. So also reference that for yourself. That's what I would do when I'm, when I'm doing, for example, first-person animations or uh, even you know throwing a spear or grabbing things in an environment in 3D. Um, that's exactly what I'll do when I animate the hands. And again, you'll also have to look for if you're doing um, some type of an, an animation for film, you want to have um, also very appealing hand poses. So 
a lot of a lot of things that I see a lot of animators doing is is they don't move the fingers close together, and um, they miss that. And, the, and and a lot of times the the hands are apart, um, spread apart because the rigger who's rigging it, putting the bones in the hand for the person to animate the animator to animate, they a lot of times they'll leave that. And so this is an example of um, one of those uh, exact things. This person is is animating this and um, posing it and. This is a relaxed pose, which you would normally do after you close the fingers. And he does a little example of where, where it was rigged originally. And a lot of times, see what's open right there, if you can pin me. Um, that exact uh, thing happens a lot, where they leave the fingers apart, which is unnatural. So, that's Yeah, you know, animating hands is one of the most difficult and tedious and challenging things that anybody could do if they're choosing to be an animator. But... Uh, you know, I think in most cases, it's a lot of fun uh, because you get to it's it's very rewarding to 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 create a, a, a believable and and uh, emotional uh, hand performance or any animation performance for that matter. Uh, and we've talked about doing lip sync animation and facial animation as well in some past podcasts. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is, you know, there's been a lot of advances in, in, in uh, hand animation uh, control techniques and and. Uh, processes for animating realistic hand motion, but it's still a, a difficult task to do well. And so I, I was just curious, you know, Sean, do you think, um, do you think these tech, the new technologies have, have, have really solved this issue? I mean, people are still doing a lot of keyframing and I, I'm not so convinced that these motion capture gloves are, are the end all solution because they have to be married to the performance of the character. They can't be separated. So I guess they have to be captured. Ideally, they have to be captured at the same time you're doing the body performance. Um, you do. Um, we, there's a, there's a particular game I'm working on where they went ahead and they tried doing motion capture to try and cut time um, you know, for first person, for example, weapon animations. And the problem with that is when you're doing motion capture, the you're going to have to do a lot of editing on top of it anyway. Yeah, it can possibly save you time, but a lot of times if you're doing very stylized looking things, you're going to be redoing the animation anyway. And so you're going to be, you know, doing it pose to pose as opposed to doing it, uh, you know, grabbing a bunch of motion capture fingers. And a lot of times you're going to be lining that up with um, weapons. And if you haven't captured the fingers with the weapons, there's a it just almost seems like it's over... It's overly, uh, you, you think it's going to solve your problem doing it in first person, uh, like a first person animation using motion capture, and it's not going to work. Um, in my opinion, we're just not there yet. Um, and, it, and there's a lot of nuance to um, making things snappy. I mean, you, you want things to feel snappier, and so you're going to be scaling things and adjusting things, moving the, let's say if you're animating a, a, a you know, weapon that's got a magazine, you're going to be moving things around. It's not going to line up. It, it, we tried that. It just didn't work. Um, you're better off just animating it yourself. Um, that's, that's what I've come to the conclusion. And if you're yes, doing I, stylized characters like this one here, uh -huh, uh -huh. I mean, motion capturing the, the spread of his hands like that, that's just not going to work. It, it, it's just going to look really strange. And there's a lot of jitter to motion capture you have to clean up. And so there's a lot of keyframing on top of that, editing it, making your loop cycles. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my opinion. And it depends probably on on <clears throat> you know your hand can do a lot of things. I mean, it can do the gro It depends on the kind of type of motions it's doing. If it's doing a kind of a gross grass gross grasping motion or something, or 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 really fine something some kind of real fine motor skills, some kind of fine articulation that the fingers are doing, um, you know, 
it really depends on how subtle the animation is or how, how gross the animation is. I mean, it can be as subtle as flexing your fingers a little bit or as complex as manipulating. I mean, how would you animate a Rubik's Cube, a hand, you know, spinning, you know, doing a Rubik's Cube? How would you do that in keyframes? Would you, could, would you mocap that? I mean, no. how, would it be a balance of that? I mean... Yeah, that would be that would be really difficult to do. Um, I, I would say you'd ha you have to get some obviously footage of that, but then a lot of times you're just you're faking things a lot of times, and if you can't find reference, then that's going to be pretty difficult to do. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. It's almost like a dance almost. If you're doing a Rubik's cube and you're and you're floating them around in your hand, you're spinning it around. Mm -hmm. I mean that it, it'll take some time, but you can do it. It is doable. Here's the example. There's some, there's some AI, I think, that could probably handle that task. I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. But but let me show you this. This is when I took um, um, the motion capture. I was doing work on H1Z1. And this particular um, character was a female zombie. And I just, for the heck of it, I wanted to try out their hand, their gloves, for their body and their hands. So I was wearing the bodysuit and then the, the fingers. And so this particular video here, you can see me using using the fingers. It actually worked really well. This is back in 2014. And um, I was pretty impressed with how the, the fingers were actually really working well. So, you know, if you want realistic stuff, I think a lot of times this will help you um, to do that. But I wouldn't I wouldn't do it in any, anything but maybe a third third person character. Maybe um, it will definitely help you if you do if you're doing any type of dances or emotes or things like that. So it definitely helps out. So it actually came across pretty well, don't you think? I do. It's a, good, it's a nice nice example. Here's another example of uh, some hand animation that uh, <clears throat> was done by a, a great animator named Paul Jones. He's got a great website. Go check him out. He's got a nice YouTube channel with some really great uh, organic uh, stuff out there. Um, yeah, the tendons underneath the hand like that. Wow, that even looks great. You know, he does a great easy. job, and 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 you know this is a, a great example of keyframe animation. And these are obviously you can see it; it's going into some extreme poses. Uh, but uh, he does a really great job. Here's a nice example of of uh, a rig he did uh, that just allows you to kind of you know it reminds me of American Werewolf in London because it allows you to kind of stubify and shrink and grow the the, the digits. And but uh, the way he's rigged them up and 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 the the freedom of motion that these knuckles and joints have is pretty nice. He set up a pretty nice rig here, so you can kind of see how it's. It's uh, set up to to do some pretty amazing things. Yeah, he's they're they're using the what do they call it the metacarpal phalangeal joints. Um, so you're you're moving you know up on the upper hand. You're actually getting because your hand, if you look at it, it's not flat. It's actually rounded, slightly curved. And so you you know in order to get your your hands to grasp something correctly, you're going to be your hands actually going to move around the object your two knuckles your pinky and the one but your ring finger is basically going to rotate around the um the object that you got or in a fist that's kind of the way you're if you look at your hand you do that so those those things and especially in a good rig like he's doing using those are the things you you're you're you don't perceptibly understand it but you know something's wrong that's the kind of stuff that you look at and you go wow that looks realistic love that yeah, they did a, a you know, speaking of AI, they did, uh, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left, they did uh, a, a pretty nice system for uh, Pixar's Soul, uh, which basically, you know, the guy had to play a piano in a realistic manner. And if you look at this, it's it's pretty spot on. Uh, they did some, some amazing, uh, uh, you know, setups for some of this uh, piano playing. And they did, used 
some of what they learned in Coco, which was done here uh, a couple of years before of, of the kid playing the, the guitar. That's that's very challenging when you try to you know link up the, the finger plucking with the, the fret placement of the fingers. They had a similar problem here with uh, on Soul, where uh, where he had you know I mean the fingers have to be. I mean, your fingers have to be extremely dexterous. And, and like you said, they have to reach before they hit the key. And so there were a lot of things that had to be set up here. And so basically you have the keys that are, you know, driving the, the procedural animation, which basically tells the, the finger where to, it needs to be placed. But, you know, there, there are some, some uh, algorithms that are placed on top of that uh, that allow him to actually achieve, you know, the rig. And the rig has to be set up properly as well. And it's just very complicated to get it, a performance out of this. This is just, some, it's just a stunning um, example of, of some, I'd probably say it's the best hand animation performance I've, uh, in CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things going on there. Um, there's the, the IK and the fingertips too, so it's locking it to the keys. So you're seeing a lot of that in in, in rigs, especially Motion Builder, will allow you to do that as well. So yeah, that, I think that, there are a total of 292 controls in this whole uh, finger rig, at least in one hand. I think it is. Wow, so that's <laughs> impressive stuff. Well. There's a lot of um, you know leap controller. Um, there's 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 a lot of animation uh, tools available for people to use today. Um, some can be in the, the thousands of dollars, uh, but today you know there's you can get a full on suit for I think around thirty five hundred bucks. You can get the full suit plus the plus the fingers. So if you're you're you got some extra cash, you can do it yourself and, and make some really amazing uh, animations. Do you know what the gloves cost by themselves? If you just wanted to do hand animation, and you, about so nineteen hundred bucks, I think somewhere nice. around there. Um, you may find them a little bit cheaper than that, but uh, there's several different companies that are making it. Xsense makes their own, um, or they're using actually ones. I guess Manus was the company that they're they're using for their particular suit. There's um, Smart Suit Pro. They've got their their own, um, like I'm showing you here, Leap Motion Controller, and then there's another one. Uh, just called stretch sense, which I'd never seen before. They actually don't use any, they use actually a unique stretch uh, sense technology. They don't use any op optical or uh, magnetic, uh, uh, you know, capturing software or hardware in there. Um, so it's really amazing that uh, they can, you can get this, this type of performance today. There's so many coming out right now that are just going to give so much more fidelity to, uh, especially realistic animation. Yeah, I think we'd like to, uh, I mean, if we get to the AI, AI uh, you know, state where the, the computer can, you know, automatically, you know, based on, you know, the character's facial performance, you know, maybe, maybe pick up a, a library of hand, hand uh, poses. poses and hand animations that, 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 that work with that, you know, that emotion or something like, I think, I think that's coming. So, um, you know, you may see a podcast on that. That sounds like a very interesting a subject for us but uh for now uh it's time for the mailbag uh and uh we want to go ahead and uh, read uh, our first comment that was from our podcast 2223 how is cgi used to create blood and gore uh we got a comment from silver surfer thank you silver surfer and silver, silver server says i don't think it's the real silver <laughs> surfer but if it is great uh watching blood and gore prepares me for upcoming midterm elections Ah, yes, I understand where you're coming from, Silver Surfer. Should Not be a touching that battle. <laughs> Podcast 2217, why use miniatures instead of CGI? P. Fritz says, I absolutely love the miniatures mixed with CGI, like Blade Runner 2020, 2049, excuse me. Yes, uh, the miniatures in that were really well, seamlessly in there, integrated within the CGI. I totally agree. Great. Uh, thanks for leaving the comment, by the way. 
Yeah, definitely. And we, we definitely think that uh, you know, the hybrid solution of CGI and use of miniatures along with uh, live action is, is, is a very, very great uh, way to go for, for production. Um, from podcast 22217, oh, it's from the same, same podcast, Why Use Miniatures Instead of CGI? Talicus says, uh, Weta Workshop has a long history of using miniatures for movies like Lord of the Rings to Kong. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, Weta does a really great job. Weta, excuse me. <laughs> and that's a little, that's a bug. I think it's a cricket uh, is, their, <laughs> is their logo. Uh, I pretty think awesome. So. But, but yeah, they do a great job. And, and, and uh, they're the industry leaders as far as, as you know, we are concerned, I think. Definitely. Yeah, so thanks again for being part of our podcast. Uh, we want you to know that we do them just for you. We had a great time answering Jasmine's question, how are a CGI character's hands animated? And we hope that you enjoyed our conversation and uh, that you learned something that you didn't know along the way. If you did, share it with your friends. Uh, click on that like button as well because it helps YouTube find other people who are interested in the kind of uh, CGI and VFX related stuff that we offer here in our podcast. And uh, by the way, if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss in one of our podcasts, you can do so, you can let us know, excuse me, by going to our website at thecgbros.com and as we mentioned before, up to the About Us tab and over to the Ask Us Anything dropdown, uh, just like Jasmine did. Yes, and before I go to, we're always looking to improve our podcast. I just want to say is an it's inertial, not uh, magnetic in in the uh, motion capture for the hands. But uh, please let us know what you think. Please leave us a comment below uh, if you do, and no guarantees we may even read it during one of our future podcasts. And just in case you didn't know, we bring you a new cutting edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss things having to do with CGI, computer graphics, and digital VFX, as well as any. Uh, other related subjects that are around that. Also, be sure to check out the CG Bros YouTube channel for your front row seat for some amazing state-of-the-art CGI short film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today, um, as well as some cool revealing VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and making ofs uh, that I know you'll find pretty interesting. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you here again for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. How are digital cgi environments created wow well that looks exciting as well we'll see you here next week well that's it for today we sure hope you've enjoyed the cg pros answer to the question how are a cgi character's hands animated thanks for being with us if you watched us on youtube and you enjoyed the experience please hit the thank you button where you can buy us a cup of coffee please give us a thumbs up too be sure to leave a comment because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, audible.com samsung podcast and stitcher if you're listening to us on spotify you can share the podcast to facebook twitter and tumblr with the share link that's the circle with the three dots in it here's a free bonus if you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox subscribe to our free cg insider monthly newsletter go to our website thecgpros.com and sign up Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how are digital environments created? This has been episode 2225 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast.
See you next time.